Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Driving Theology. Uh, that was... Oh, I just learned about him. Mr. Williams. Let's see. What was his first name? I forgot. That is... Count Basie's Orchestra with Joe Williams. How could I forget Joe? That's my dad's name. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm listening to this morning. Uh, anyway, this is Driving Theology, and welcome back. Uh, it is a very sunny and warm uh, November Monday morning. <clears throat> what is today? I think it's November the 8th. I do believe that's what my watch says. And, uh, yeah, I'm... Uh, on my way back to work after being off this rattling taken care of here. After being off for a week, I took a week off last last week to uh, climb a mountain with my friends. Oh, man, that was tough. Tough. Mountain climbing is is work. <laughs> I think that's why it's such a great metaphor. May be driving past my wife today. She's walking the dogs as I'm leaving the house. Hoping I'll drive by and see her. Yeah, so it is November, and uh, chances are she's going to be out in this area right here. I bet. Oh, I'll see her. this area uh, yeah so since I talked to you guys last a couple things interesting things have uh, transpired um, climbed a mountain and I had a jazz gig uh, those are two things that have happened um, so last Wednesday uh, it's a Kind of a tradition at the college that I teach at to take this week off. Well, it's not a tradition; it happens every year because they have their festival um, that during that year, their school festival, uh, also known as the Gakuensai, uh, or sometimes we call it the cultural festival, right? The culture festival. And basically, it's it's a three-day uh, block that that they take off uh, and. Or one day they prepare for the festival, which happens the two days after that. So it's a two-day festival, and the junior high, the high school, the college, they all uh, do various activities and things around the campus, kind of like a, a fair, I guess. Uh, and you'll have haunted houses, and you'll have food and drink, and you'll have you know all kinds of games concerts and performances that you can go to and experience. But on the preparation day, those of us who were involved in that, we were able to just take the day off. And usually I, I work at the kindergarten, but I took that day off to be with my friends at the uh, college. So we went with a group of, I think about, I 
it was about 10 or 11 or 12 of us and we climbed the highest mountain in our prefecture which is not saying much it's only uh, between eight and nine hundred meters high um, but that's pretty much from sea level uh, and it's it's a lot more challenging a climb than I thought it would be I was surprised just how challenging it was it was my first time to climb that one now that there are other peaks that I've climbed in Japan that are much higher some of the two and, and one of them more than three times higher uh, but I've never climbed a mountain uh, this difficult in this bad a shape I'm not in great physical shape although I'm in better shape for having climbed that mountain I couldn't walk for a couple days <laughs> after that but <laughs> but it, it got better got better um, so <clears throat> yeah we climbed the mountain with friends and uh, I was the last one up of course um, and yeah it was really it was really a good time it was a lot of fun uh, but the yeah the two days after that I was pretty much for one day after that, I couldn't even walk up, uh, walk up or down two stairs without getting severe uh, cramps in my thighs. <laughs> I mean, they were bad, bad cramps. Um, so I spent those two days uh, not moving a lot and trying to uh, hydrate and get a lot of nutrition and get some life back into my thighs but now that they've healed uh, they feel a lot stronger um, so I probably need to do a climb a small climb this week just to just to keep it up I do live right on the right in the foothills of a small mountain uh, which would be good for me to take the dogs up anyway this week so maybe I'll do that tomorrow or the next day and then uh, after that so that was a Wednesday and then uh, that Friday I got together, no, Saturday, I guess, maybe Saturday, I got together with the uh, jazz uh, piano player that I've been um, playing with, singing with, and we practiced, and we had a little gig on Sunday. I suppose I would call it my first, my first real jazz gig, I guess, I don't know if that's right. I guess it's the third time that I've uh, performed jazz, but two of those times uh, it was basically me uh, setting it up and, 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 and uh, initiating. But the third time somebody actually asked me to come and do it, and so I would call that a, a real gig, even though it didn't pay a lot. Uh, but we were able to do that, and we did a, a, about 45 minutes, he and I, and I only did three songs, and then he did the rest. So he worked a lot harder than I did because he had to play for my songs as well, as well as do his own. Uh, and uh, But it was a really good experience. I learned a lot from it. Um, we had a great sound system, and, and he was able to play a really good piano that, was mic'd properly and and uh, you know big stacks and the whole nine yards and uh, 
that was great, but, but it was hard. I, it wasn't it wasn't great because I did well because I really did not do well on one of the pieces. Even though I remembered all my words, which is kind of amazing. Um, he and I are just you know kind of getting in the groove and working together and and trying to figure things out and and uh, with with jazz because um, it's pretty much new and different every time, right? You're you take different ideas and you work them out and you try something new every time you do it. Uh, it, um, it wasn't as good as it can be, and it's not his fault, it's my fault. I, I'm just learning. I, I'm still a baby in this, in this art form called jazz. I, I'm learning slowly uh, some of the language and, and, and some of the culture it's 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 a language and a culture I guess is the best way I would put that um, and, and all all genres are the same right so when you when you perform with um, classical musicians there's a certain language and culture that that you learn and, and you have to be able to uh, both understand and and speak and sure, you can get by without it. You know, it's possible, um, but it it just causes some. Uh, it slows down the process a little bit. It perhaps uh, keeps it from becoming quite as great as it might have been had you have known the vernacular, right? Um, and so, I've talked about this the last year or so. I've been, I've really been pursuing and listening to and trying to consume as much of the jazz greats as I can. And most of that has been the giants of the uh, bebop area or the hard bebop era, not area, era, uh, such as uh, Miles and Coltrane. Uh, and the problem with that is most jazz singing is from the era before that. I would say it's a, that style was still happening during that time. But these guys were kind of um, they were they were creating something quite different uh, and taking the art form in a new and, and different direction than the the songs that are the things that, as a vocalist, I would sing. I know it's very complex. I, 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 I don't comprehend it uh, even a little bit yet, but I'm, I'm learning and I'm just trying to be open to it and notice it. And I'm building my LP, uh, uh, my LP collection. So I'm buying quite a few jazz, trying to get older jazz records. Um, and I have a good friend who's a professional jazz musician and his wife. Uh, are both professional musicians in New York, and they're kind of giving me some advice the last couple of days. Really grateful. Shout out David and Kiku. Uh, and they're introducing me to, to ways and, and perhaps an approach and some examples that I can um, uh, maybe learn from. The I guess the problem with jazz is that you don't, well, any 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 real musical art form you don't want to copy right you don't want to get into the habit of actually copying musicians 
um, but they can they can show you the way. There's they, they can teach you the language. They can uh, they can give you a sense of the your your place in the grander scheme of things. Right? What is what is the you know there there are certain traditions where the singer is God, right? Um, or, or they think they are. <laughs> I think that's what probably a lot of instrumentalists would say. <laughs> you know, where, where the it, it's all dominated by the person singing the lyrics. But I get the I get the feeling that jazz, in order to be all that it needs to be, has to be quite a bit more democratic. Um, that, that everybody contributes to it and then the vocalist is just is that? the vocalist is just a part of it sorry I heard something outside the car that it sounded like a really fast motorcycle passing me by but nothing did I don't see anything anywhere so I don't know what that was uh, anyway um, yeah that's uh that's part of the, some of the challenges that I have of trying to trying to learn to sing jazz, right? Um, and that's apart from all the other normal challenges that I have as a person, as who I am. You know. uh, but let's go forward. Let's go on and uh, you know think about think about those things. Um, uh, there was something that came up the last couple weeks that I thought I was going to touch on. Yeah, this is going to sound really new agey, uh, and but it's a it's a, a thought that came into my head. It popped into my head. It's an epiphany that I had, and I want to. I want to run it by you. I want to work it out. I want to, I want to see if I can get it to a good place. Um, and now I can't remember the situation that brought this to my mind. It'll come to me, I'm sure. Uh, but the thing that came to my mind is, you are a work in progress. You are a masterpiece in the making. Others have started the work in you. For example, parents, grandparents, teachers, etc. And you will never be completed. But the work now is in your hands. You are both the artist and the art. And you form yourself based on your values and beliefs. You are making yourself from the inside out. And when people see you, whether they see the outside of you 
or they are more intimately connected to you and are able to see somewhat your heart, the inside of you. What they see reflects what you value and what you believe. You are a masterpiece. And the responsibility of that masterpiece lies in your own hands. How it, how it turns out is largely up to you. How many works of art get to create themselves? Now there are people, um, this is the person that came up, but I, I know it's, uh, anyway, there are people that do see themselves as a uh, something to be molded and changed and improved on. Uh, people like uh, Dennis Rodman, sorry, I'm a basketball fan, that's who came into my mind. But Dennis Rodman always seemed to be viewing his body as a, a blank canvas to be decorated, if you will. I know decoration is really not what we think of when we think of art, uh, but bear with me. Um, not just decorated, because a lot of what he did was, was permanent. You know, he, he pierced and tattooed and colored uh, his body uh, in, into what he wanted it to be or wanted it to look like. And all the things that he did with his body uh, are reflections of what he believes is true or good uh, or of value and reflects what he believes, his belief system. Uh, I think this is true for everybody. And, and to some extent, uh, the way you dress, the way you bathe, the way you keep your hair, uh, the way uh, you possibly work out or don't work out, uh, all, all of these physical things are a reflection of, of what you value. For example, I'm going to use myself as, as an example. We'll do some self-effacing. Uh, I have a, right now, a very long beard. <laughs> I have a long beard. And I'm wearing a shirt that's a little bit wrinkled. I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt and then a, a long sleeve, unbuttoned, untucked, over that shirt. Uh, looking at the way I'm dressed today and, and the way that I have uh, trimmed or not trimmed my facial hair or combed my hair or bathed or whatever, you can surmise a certain set of values about appearance that I have. Not to mention, I am overweight, right? Uh, I'm overweight. I'm not muscular overweight. I'm fat overweight. Uh, but you can say, hey, I bet this guy values time over appearance. And you might be right about that. 
that's another way to say lazy. It's <laughs> another way to say lazy. What did I spend my morning doing? Let's see. So I woke up probably, I got out of bed right around 7.30. Uh, I took a shower. Uh, I did I did shave. I trim, trimmed my beard a little bit, but I'm growing it out because I have a gig to be Santa Claus. Um, so I'm actually trying to go with a completely natural beard this year. Although I'm going to have to color it a little bit whiter. It's white. But, uh, but what I'm getting at is that is that who a person is is largely, not completely, largely in their own hands. Now, most people don't know this. Okay, I don't think most people realize that if they want to be somebody else, if they want to be different, if they want to improve in this area or that area, if they want to be less selfish, if they want to be more uh, knowledgeable, uh, if they want to be more wise, right? If they want to be wiser, that actually there are steps you can take if you will just recognize the process and try to discover the process by which you may walk the road that you may take to get you to those goals and then start changing your habits and making and forming new habits that will bring you closer to your goal. We actually have an incredible amount of control over who we are. And one of the, to me, one of the, one of the meanings of being an adult is that you no longer get to blame others for how you are. Because you are in your own hands. Now this is, of course, there are some circumstances that um, where people have been taken advantage of, people are uh, perhaps psychologically or emotionally unable to, um, to take this responsibility for their own lives. There, there are there are instances where I would have a lot more compassion than just, you know, well, you did this to yourself. Um, there are people that have had a much harder life than those of us who at least look like we're more successful or look like we've made it. Um, and, and a lot of compassion and grace should be afforded those people. Having said that, one of the things that I wish I could do for them is to let them know and to somehow teach them, if I may be so bold, that their future can be better, that they can be healed from addictions, that they can be healed of personality problems uh, that they can escape themselves despite history telling them completely the opposite uh, the cliche comes to mind here that uh, if you always do what you've always done you always get what you've always got 
right? In other words, if you don't make changes, you're not going to change the future, right? Uh, and that is, I think, um, completely true, right? If you don't change something about your life, uh, your life is going to continue to play out in the way that it is now. And maybe your life is just fine and great and dandy and you're happy with it. And that's another, that's another um, great attribute to have is being content. But if you're, if you're not content, if you really wish things could change, if you desire to be a little bit of a different person than who you are now, I say a little bit because I don't want you to get the wrong idea. Jesus Christ accepts you how you are right now and how you were on your worst day how you were in your worst moment. Jesus Christ accepts you in that. Unconditionally, without any caveats. Um, and so that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about somehow attaining to a, a higher form of existence now. And a lot of it just has to do with our mind. And I want to reiterate, you are a masterpiece. You are a work in progress, but you are a masterpiece in progress. Um, but some of the problems may be what you believe and what you value. And if you can go and, and really try to take time to discover what is it that I value? What is it that uh, I believe is true? Right? What are the beliefs? Um, because all of us are believing some lies. There are things that are simply not true. Whether they are cosmic ideas of God and the universe. Or whether they are uh, personal things and people, you know, labels that people have put on us. There are all kinds of lies that we believe. Uh, and... and discovering the things that are not true that we believe to be true will go a long way to you, as I said, uh, attaining to some higher form of existence. Uh, in other words, you know, living a better life, finding happiness and joy uh, and fulfillment. Um... It's really amazing you know we we some of us uh, have all different kinds of values but those values are what kind of shape ourselves right that we, we are we are creating ourselves we are we are works of art creating ourselves right we are artists and we are the art we are both and there, there are other artists um, that I would say have been a part of our existence. You know, as, as an artist, we can also uh, influence other art. I think that's what parents do for kids. I think that's what I believe that's what the creator of the universe has done for all of us. 
that he has had, you know, they they have passed on to us perhaps the the canvas and and they've made some suggestions on the canvas. Uh, and some would say that, you know, parents and teachers have had the most influence on us. Uh, that the things that they did in our formative years between, I don't know, one and let's just say one in first grade, I don't even know, but uh, they say that really we become who we are between one and three in a lot of ways. But, but, there's so much more to you than what they put on the canvas. And believe it or not, if things that happen to you, traumatic experiences because of uh, neglect or abuse or trauma of any kind, those things happen to you and perhaps those things have defined you up until today. But I have to believe, I have to believe that there are ways to be healed from even the worst of all that at least a little. And I, I want to reiterate this, even if you're not, even if you are never able to heal for whatever reason, it doesn't make you any less valuable and it doesn't make Christ love you any less. But any steps you can take in the right, right direction today can improve your existence today, and and it has a it has an effect on the world around you, right? It does have an effect. Uh, when we can be good and selfless, when we can forgive, when we can be generous, uh, when we can have compassion, when we can afford grace. We can show love. All of those things—they're not only good for us; they—they seep out of us. Uh, <laughs> seep out does not sound good. They—they <laughs> they radiate from us and affect the world around us too. What was this? Oh, yeah. So this came up in my in my class this week. The. The, uh, I teach a discussion class and it's based on these seven principles of discussion and one of the principles was uncover your assumptions and of course an assumption is something that you believe to be true but perhaps isn't true and you have never explored why you think it is true you've never really challenged your belief or your assumption so I talk to this to my kids Trying to them, you know, trying to encourage them, trying to give them some, some kind of hope. Uh, and if you know anything about Japanese young people right now, you know that they need this more than anything. They need, they need somebody to tell them uh, that there is hope, that there is a world out there uh, that that is holds promise for them. Because a lot of people don't have hope these days. So I was 
yeah, I was encouraging them uh, to, to try to think in these, along these lines. Uh, and one thing that came up, uh, I don't want to focus on Michael Jackson, the person, but I do want to talk about this song, Man in the Mirror. The lyric of man, the lyrics are all great in Man in the Mirror. But one of the one of the lyrics is, "If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make the change." Right? There are things that we see out in the world uh, that are not great, and I think we want to make changes in the world. We want to see the world change. But the best way and the most effective way is to change ourselves. Right, and the idea of looking at yourself in the mirror. Right, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. Yeah, uh, and to take a look at yourself, to really, to really contemplate who you are in a very honest way, and try try to take off those rose-colored glasses and be honest with yourself. Who are you? Uh, what is your footprint in the world? Will the world be a better place after you leave it? Um, and if you're not happy with what's going on outside the world, the best, the best way to deal with that is to change yourself. And that doesn't mean adapt to the bad ways of the world. What it means is you are in the world and you have an effect on the world. And probably the thing that has the most effect on your world is you. <laughs> probably. It doesn't mean that you have to stay in that world. I mean, you, you, you may have to leave that world. You may have to get out. That may be the best way that you can, you can make a change in the world is to go to a better place, to be around better people, uh, to get a better job, to even go to a better school. I, I don't know what that means for you exactly. But you have more impact on your world than anybody else, believe it or not, unless you've given them that power over you. But that power is given, it's not taken. Uh, and this, this, this is proven somewhat psychologically uh, by Viktor Frankl, and I've come back to him many times talking about his situation, but what he found was as he was in, I believe he was in Auschwitz, uh, he was in the con concentration camps in Europe, and I think it was Auschwitz, what he found was that he was able to be treated better, he was able to have a better life in such a horrible circumstance when he treated his oppressors well, when he, when he tried to be honest and kind and compassionate, you know, when he, despite his circumstances, chose to react positively to his horrible circumstances, he was able to, to withstand the oppression that he was under. I mean, it's it's a horrible thing to think about. You know, if you think about the Nazis and the, all the ways that they oppressed the Jewish people in World War II, there are lots of other 
circumstances or, or uh, situations in the world you can talk about in history. But this one is fresh on everyone's mind, I think. Even though it's some 80 years old. You know, if if you can if you can survive that with your wit with your and, and and be happy to some extent that I think there's really not much that can hurt you and I think he proved that we we choose our reactions to our circumstances you know good things happen to people and sometimes they react negatively people react negatively to good things And so it stands to reason that you can act positively to negative things. Why not? Why shouldn't that be the case? You get to choose your own reactions. Crazy to think about, right? Because most of us don't think that way at all. We don't consider that. Possibility. Uh, yeah. Uh, have a uh, listen to Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror. Or, uh, you know, take some time to uh, at least read the lyrics. Uh, it's a beautiful song. It's well written. As far as a pop song, it may be the most perfect pop song ever written. Um, and it's got a it's got a great uh, key change in it too, just to uh, just to highlight the the message, right? Uh, if you want to make the world better, if you want your world to be better, well, you're gonna have to make a change. You have to make a change. Don't expect other people to change. You can't control other people. You don't have power over other people. You do have an incredible amount of control. And influence over yourself. Um, and that does spread. It does spread. Um, it's a good way to be in the world. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that with you. And uh, I'm gonna get to work. I'm gonna tune my guitar and be ready when I walk in the door. <gasps> Today's November. I don't have another book. Yeah, I do. Okay, I do. Okay, I'm good. All right, sorry. All right. Bye-bye, guys.